The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. We are here with the Provoke Media Podcast. I'm Diana Marzalek. I am with Provoke Media. Um, today we're speaking with Kate Cronin. Um, Kate is the Chief Brand Officer of Moderna, um, which you joined two years ago, I believe, after 17 years with Ogilvy. Um, and you are also one of our newly crowned uh, Innovator 25s from Provoke Media, our 2023 class. So congratulations on that. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me on the podcast. Excited to be here. My pleasure. It's um, it's it's very timely. I've seen that in the last couple of months, Moderna has taken up their, um, I guess it's called activations to the next level, um, and want to discuss with you both the iHeart Media, um, the iHeart Radio, I'm sorry, music festival partnership, and you were at the U.S. Open, um, mm-hmm. both of which a, a music festival and a big sports event are not where you typically think of finding. A biopharmaceutical company, if I have that correct. Um, yes. Looking at just the other sponsors of the iHeartRadio um, event, for instance, I saw Wendy's Wild Turkey and T-Mobile. So a yeah. different company than we think of you as. So let's um, hear a little bit about those sure. events and sort of the process leading up to them and how what got you to that point. Sure. So at Moderna, we like to think differently. Um, and we think differently because we're not a traditional company, pharmaceutical company, or technology company. We work at the intersection of technology, healthcare, and science. Um, And we came into the world, uh, launched into the world as a global brand, a consumer brand. Um, And you know this because when COVID struck and you were getting a vaccine, you were, you know, getting a vaccine by manufacturer's name. So you would either get a Moderna vaccine or a Pfizer vaccine or a J&J vaccine. And so, we were already in the consumer mindset. And so for us, we want to show up differently because we're a different kind of company. And um, this includes showing up in unexpected places, not always associated with the biopharmaceutical company. So we looked at opportunities. um, And last year, we sponsored for the first time the US Open. And the focus there was really on educating on the promise of mRNA and its potential to change the future of medicine and ultimately raise awareness of the importance of staying up to date on your vaccines as you head into the fall. And this was an incredible opportunity because there's nearly 850,000 fans attending, Um, 40% of the US Open's followers are based internationally. So it's a truly global event. we highlight change makers with this campaign and Billie Jean King was our first change maker. And uh, this year was Arthur Ashe. And the reason is we wanna be adjacent to people who are changing the world. And so that is really our brand ethos. And if we wanna celebrate who's changing the world, during the US Open, we looked at people like Billie Jean King and Arthur Ashe and said, they've made a difference in the world and here's what they've done. And we wanna celebrate that and applaud that. And so that's part of that was part of our activation um, at the U.S. Open, and um, and this year, you know, in each year we've had a booth where can consumers can come up to the to the um, the booth and engage with Moderna and ask questions about mRNA and ask questions about vaccines. Um, we send them um, a QR code. There was a QR code that they could download and then get more information from um, uh, vaccines.gov and get all the information that they need. 
And then we had a fun little activation at the booth where you could um, sign the lens like the pros do, create a boomerang and upload it on your social media. So it was just a way for us to have fun with consumers, engage with them, and use what I'm calling you know, edutainment, which is education and entertainment. And people retain more when they're being entertained uh, versus being lectured at. And so for us, it's just like, here's a little information about vaccination. Here's a little something you do to have fun in our booth. And, you know, if you want to get more information, you can download this QR code and, you know, find a vaccine near you. And so that was really the activation. And then, of course, we had Moderna um, all over signage. And we did the ESPN ad with um, highlighting Arthur Ashe and, and his impact um, in history and society. So to some degree, is this, um, I don't want to say it's a big approach, but is it a little lighter approach to education about, you mentioned MNRA and to, to be at the U.S. Open and, and hope that people will learn or be open to MNRA. M and mRNA, yeah, yeah, it is a lighter approach. It's a big and, ask or a big, uh, you know, yeah, because I think um, people, uh, I think people became uber aware of um, health in a in a, a more sophisticated way when COVID struck. They learned about viruses. They learned about mutating viruses and variants of concern. They learned about vaccines and how they work. I mean, everybody really wanted to learn and understand it. Um, and so taking it, that as an opportunity to continue the education, we thought, well, let's let's continue to engage with consumers in a way that's, you know, more lighthearted and um, talking about the science of mRNA, because the reality is we're a platform technology company. All of our products are mRNA based. We right now we have one COVID product. Um, we're going to be launching more infectious disease vaccines like for RSV, for flu. We're going to have products for cancer. Uh, we're going to have products for uh, on, uh, rare disease. And so there's opportunity to continue to build. And we want people to understand if you've had a COVID mRNA vaccine or the Moderna mRNA vaccine, you can also eventually get a flu vaccine and a combination vaccine where eventually we're going to have all the you know flu and COVID and potentially RSV all in one shot. And so protect yourself for the season. And so we took this same approach of edutainment at the iHeart Music Festival. And there we had a booth where people could come and engage. They could download the QR code. We were serving <laughs> basically, you know, you know, healthy, healthy drinks. You know, there was a, a station, a couple of stationary bikes. You could power up the light with a stationary bike. So it was just like a fun way of engaging with consumers outside of the arena at, in Las Vegas and spend some time with them. And then within the arena uh, for the music festival, we um, we provided these bands that lit up based on the concert, the music, and they were the Moderna bands. They lit up and there was a QR code on the band. So again, you could download the information on the band. And Ryan Seacrest came up and, and he spoke about, you know, the importance of staying up to date, stay healthy, stay active, enjoy your, enjoy the coming months, enjoy the holidays, things like that, and just, you know, take care of yourself. And so that was part of our, of our entire, you know, activation. And we also did uh, some paid media with podcasters and with Ryan Seacrest um, doing a, a, a message around, you know, stay healthy, stay up to date. Well, so, so again, that was an opportunity. 
Yeah, absolutely. So different when you talk about, you know, wristbands and Ryan Seacrest, probably and it's so different than what we sit down to on like Sunday night TV, where you hear the, you know, the drug yes. and the the long list of problems and, pro, you know, associated. Exactly. And the thing is, is we, um, these, these activities are not <laughs> branded um, with the product name. These are oh, uh-huh. disease awareness, you know, focus on, you know, staying healthy, stay, stay up to date with your vaccines. We didn't do any, you know, um, spike vax uh, uh, advertising on this. It was really like, you know, think about getting your flu shot and your COVID shot. You can get them at the same time. And, you know, CDC recommends you, you, you get them both and, and that it's safe to get them at the same time. Because the thinking is, if you're going into the pharmacy to get your flu shot, you should just get your COVID shot. Um, it's because it's going to be hard to get people to go back and get another shot. I mean, people often, oftentimes will say they prefer to go back, but um, we just want people to know that you can get them in, in one visit and, um, you know, just stay up to date. So those were the, the activations that we, that we did really unusual. Um, and I think, you know, getting, reaching people where they are, reaching people where they're enjoying music or enjoying tennis or just having some fun, which is why it can't be too heavy, right? It's like these people are, they're having fun and they're enjoying their, their, um, you know, entertainment. And, um, and that's something where we don't want to interrupt that with heavy, heavy messages, but just more lighthearted, like here's a reminder. And then for more information, here's where you can go. And in doing so, does that make inroads in the problem of which I imagine is still out there? You know the um, the concerns about vaccines that they're safe. The the whole thing that we've seen throughout all of COVID and COVID vaccines, all those challenges and the communications around the vaccines. Um, I don't know if those sort of rear their ugly heads at these events or if this, in a way, dissipates them because it's um, is a friendly environment. Yeah, I mean it is a friendly environment. Um, I think. Um... Uh, <laughs> excuse me, last year, I think we had some um, protesters at the U.S. Open um, because of the whole Novak um, situation. Um, this year was more low key. Um, it didn't, we didn't have we didn't face any issues. I do think because it's 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 like you can take and absorb whatever information you choose to. No one's forcing you to visit the booth. Um, you don't have to download the QR code. Um, it's like, if you want more information, it's available. Here it is. Um, in the meantime, have fun, enjoy the event and, um, you know, come visit us at a later date when you want to, when you want to find out more. So I do think that, um, it's important that people are just reminded that COVID is not going away. Um, if you think about, you know, and again, this is where you can get this information at a later date, but associated COVID-19 associated hospitalizations were two to three times greater related to um, versus flu in the 2022-2023 season alone. So it's 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 still a serious issue. Hospitalizations have surged since August. Um, and there's, you know, tens of thousands of uh, COVID associated hospitalizations reported every week. So, you know, the worry that I have is that people think it's gone away mm-hmm. um, when in fact it's it's here and it's something people should be concerned about. And it reminds us just of the importance of, of getting vaccinated. And the reason why we picked the US Open and the iHeart Music Festival, it's, in the, it's the beginning of fall. It's the beginning of the vaccination season. And this is the time when people start thinking about it's back to school, get your vaccinations, stay up to date. 
um, and this is this is the the time where you know it's a good it's a good reminder of um, the importance of staying up to date. And you know, over sixty nine percent of Americans um, have been vaccinated against COVID nineteen, but it wanes over time. And so this is why you need a shot, um, a boost, and it's really going to be a shot like a flu shot once a year. You get your COVID shot. So. I think the fatigue that had been generated for people who were very good about going in and getting updated vaccines based on variants of concern have had a lot of shots. Now it's going to be that that system where it's next year we'll have an updated vaccine, you get your shot, and then it just follows the same path as flu. And so I think that's going to be easier for people because it's been very confusing, I think, for a number of people understanding, you know, should I get my shot? I had COVID. When do I get my shot? That's another thing. If you had COVID in August or September of this year, you know the recommendation is you get your COVID vaccine um, three months after. So that's another thing where people are confused about: what if I've had COVID? When do I get? Do I need a COVID shot? And so, because the protection from the vaccine actually lasts longer than the natural protection that you get when you've had COVID. So well, I'm even confused. Is, is that, you were talking about vaccines, but are vaccines and boosters the same thing? Are we talking about? Yeah, boosters? I mean, we don't call it booster now because a boot. It's um, we just call it your your annual shot. Back. Okay, your annual shot, like a flu. Your annual shot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> your shot. We're refraining from booster because some people think I have to get boosted. Like it's actually an annual shot now. Right. It's just easier in terms of the 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 way we speak about it, so people can understand, including me. And, I mean, anyone. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's because it's it, there's been some confusion there. Um, and I think, you know, we are in the process of, you know, we, we, we've shipped our vaccines um, to pharmacies. Um, it's available. It's, you know, we're hopeful that folks will go in and get their vaccine. Um, and again, I've had my flu and COVID. I got them in the same arm and same basically time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was fine. But everybody has a different, a different uh, reaction. So, absolutely. So, is this sort of the new trajectory that your comms are on? I mean, do you see this continuing? Like you say, COVID's not going away. So next year, this time, you're still going to have to remind people to get their shots. Exactly. I think next year it's the same thing. We'll probably be doing some activations right before um, to remind people the importance of getting vaccinated. I mean, the the biggest, I think the window for the most vaccines happen, I think, between now and like the end of November, mm-hmm. maybe early December. And it's like also a reminder for the holiday season. If you want to see your loved ones and you want to keep my mom, my parents are 86. Mm-hmm. I certainly want to make sure they're protected. So I'm vaccinated when I visit them over the holidays. And I think that's you know important as well. So a lot of people get their vaccines before the holidays so that they can visit their family and not worry about getting sick or getting somebody else sick. Was it was it was there any challenges in getting buy-in like from within the company to moving into these kind of arenas? It's a different like we we've talked about. It. It's a different take for a, a farm. Yeah, I mean, I think because Moderna is is sort of an almost a unicorn, if you will. We're not a pharmaceutical company per se, mm-hmm. uh, because if you think about a traditional pharmaceutical company, they tr- they test, you know, NCEs, new chemical entities, all the time, and there's all these different products that they're looking at, and they're looking at, you know, they could take it all the way to phase three clinical trials. It could fail. It could work. 
-hmm. everyone is different. We're a platform. So if you think about mRNA technology, that's our platform. It's like an iOS for Apple. This is our technology. And what we do is we tweak it because the mRNA is slightly different based on what we're fighting, whether we're preventing a disease or whether we're treating a disease. And we're able to tweak it and, and change the code of the mRNA to deal with the, 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 the mutation that we're, we're focused on. And um, that's like updates to the iOS. If you think about it, it's almost like an app. So it's almost like an app for each disease. Um, and you can change it and quickly um, be very agile. So we had a, we had a flu um, that we were studying, a flu vaccine, and, and we found it was working in certain areas and wasn't working as well in others. And we tweaked it very quickly. And then we just you know, shared our data to show that it's, it's, it's now working quite well across the board. So I think we're able to do that because it's coding and, um, you know, changing up your mRNA based on kind of where we think it. So it's not like you have to go out and create a whole new product. So if it's, it's a platform and that's, that's exactly, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's like an apple, but an apple for healthcare. Interesting. I had um, no idea. So it's to me, it's fascinating because I picture yeah. it just drawing very, blood and <laughs> testing and testing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very different way of thinking. And so, you know, if you find that the mRNA is working for liver-based diseases, for example, we're studying in rare disease, you can, you can then apply it across a number of rare diseases and see how is it working and how do we need to tweak it um, and update it based on that rare disease. And so, you know, what's, it's just fascinating to me because it seems so much more efficient and we're able to de-risk um, to de-risk based on where we're studying it and say, yep, it seems to be working very well in these categories. And we're going to focus on, you know, norovirus, Lyme disease, rare disease, oncology. And what's most exciting, frankly, for me personally, is in oncology mm -hmm. because um, oncology, it used to be called a personalized cancer vaccine. The problem with the nomenclature is that people thought we were vaccinating you against cancer. It's not a vaccine. It's actually, we renamed it individualized neoantigen therapy, because what it is, is if you were studying in melanoma, mm -hmm. you have a melanoma lesion. We call it needle to needle. We, uh, we take, we withdraw, we, we take DNA from your melanoma, the mutations. We come up with an mRNA specific to your mutated melanoma. We create this mRNA and we inject you with your individual treatment and it treats your melanoma. And the interesting thing, it's not personalized cancer, it's individualized. So your treatment is for you. This would have your name on it. This is Diana's treatment. Would it work for me? Would it work for anyone else? Only because it's very specific to you. And the, and the challenge and the opportunity for us is to scale this. So if you have 10,000 patients or whatever in, 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 in this category, that we create 10,000 vaccines. That's amazing. So, can so that's in a simple word, mostly for me, <laughs> MNRA. Yeah. What was that? Defining MNRA. So messenger RNA is basically an information molecule that comes in and gives your body a set of instructions to train your body to fight or prevent a disease. Okay. So it's basically a code injected in your body, a set of instructions that 
it tells your body this is this is how you know react to this covid or react to a cancer or whatever it may be to fight it so it trains your immune system based on whatever the code is in the information molecule it's fascinating not that i really understand it, all. <laughs> so it, ar- it really it arms your body to like fight to 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 stimulate it stimulates the immune system to mm-hmm. fight the specific um, virus or infection based on what's in the code of the mRNA. And it's simplest terms that I can get. Um, you mentioned moving into the world of oncology and rare diseases and all um, developing um, shots, vaccinations, treatments. I, I don't know the right term for that, but um, Moderna now is sort of um, forever linked with COVID vaccine. I think yes. in the public mind, does that matter? I mean, do we need to expand mo- the knowledge of Moderna? Yes, um, we do. And I think that you, you're hitting the nail on the head. We are, our challenge is, we're, we're very, let's put it this way. We're very proud of our work in COVID. But then the challenge comes is that's where what we're known for. And so then we become known as a COVID company. We're an mRNA platform technology company. And so for us, we really want to lean in on mRNA and the potential of mRNA. So we want our brand to um, reflect that belief in mRNA technology and get people to start understanding, you know, why should I care about mRNA? Right. Um, and so building a global understanding of mRNA, including the, the impact, the technology, the possibilities, it shows the world the future and how we're going to be applying it across a number of disease categories. Um, and I think, you know, this is the, um, I don't know if you've seen it, the Welcome to the mRNA campaign. It's an ad campaign that we did. We can, um, we can share it with you. Um, I'll have Jenna send it to you. But basically, it's the mRNA campaign highlights all the potential of mRNA across rare disease, oncology, mm-hmm. um, and infectious disease. And so we're trying to educate beyond COVID. So that when our next product comes out, we have an RSV product in the pipeline that should be launching, flu will be launching. People understand it and they're not, and they they have some familiarity with mRNA. Understood. Um, and I know you use, I'm, I'm sure you leverage a lot of, um, you know, opportunities, tactics, tools. I, I read in your innovator survey that you use generative AI every day, I think you said. How, how are yes. you using that? And how is that yeah. aiding? So um, we uh, we are looking at AI in um, unique ways. We are looking at, you know, if you think about um, the COVID vaccine, that was used with AI because AI had to figure out like work on the code, like what would what was the code to deal with the mutations of the the initial um, COVID virus. And so we were able to create a product specifically using AI within, you know, 48 hours, um, create the code of mRNA that would fight uh, the disease, the um, infection. So um, we use AI, we have um, downloaded, um, from a comms perspective, we've downloaded um, a version of generative AI, it's called now um, mChat, it's Moderna's chat function. And we use that mChat, it's all um, protected, it's all within Moderna, so no one else can access it. And as we use it, 
as people use it every day, it becomes smarter and smarter. Mm -hmm. um, and our legal team uses it for, you know, documents that, you know, don't require a lot of input, but more clerical work. Um, we've used it to write um, posts, um, employee, um, you know, uh, pieces that might need a little like, you know, research or whatever. We use it for, um, we use it for research. We use it, I use it personally, um, just in terms of figuring out all of my content and figuring out like what, what has been working in the, the things that I've been doing. If I think about all of the metrics that are associated with the work I've been doing over the past couple of months, I go in and I pull and I upload all these documents and it comes back to me and says, these are the three things that seem to have the greatest impact in the work that you're doing. And it's because, you know, I sorting through it all for me, it's just, I would have to go through everything. It sorts through all of it. It pulls it back and it tells me, these are the three to five things that have, you have the greatest impact. And if you were to continue to invest your budget, here's where you could put the money based on the return on investment. And so for me, it just makes it easy. Why not? To figure out where I'm going in the next few months and what I want to use because it helps me manage all of my content within my Word, PowerPoint, email, et cetera. And so all of us um, at uh, Moderna are using it for different reasons. And um, most of our employees are using it every day. Amazing. And because our chief digital officer came in and created a training program and that training program, you know, you can opt in, you can go in as often as you want. And every week they have something like an, a, a trick or some use case to show how people are using it. And then that gives you an idea about how you could use it within your group, et cetera, et cetera. Now, do I believe that MChat is going to write all of our press releases? No. Um, you know, can it help? Sure. Um, is it going to write all of our blogs? No. Um, but again, it's 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 more it's creating efficiency for us, which I think is super helpful because we're a small, nimble team. Um, Moderna is much smaller than a lot of companies who have sales, the same level of sales as we do. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not going to grow tremendously over the next couple of years. In fact, we're probably going to hold where we are. Um, but I think in terms of you know number of people. And so I think it's a it's a useful tool for us. Um, one last question. Do you see, I mean, where do you kind of see healthcare communications going if we're sitting down in two years having this conversation? I mean, you were AI, where the technology you know, the you know. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> I feel like healthcare communications is it's um I think the audience is more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. Um and I mean, and I and I and I throw and I look at consumers. I look at uh, our customers. I look across the whole entire ecosystem. And again, as I said, I think COVID has made our audiences more sophisticated about healthcare communications. They they know a lot more. The fact that my you know my family understands phase three clinical trials, and you know, forty years ago they wouldn't mm -hmm. uh, even thought about it. And so I think because it's more sophisticated, I think we have to make more of an effort to 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 reach folks in ways that are is, are engaging, um, and they have an appetite for information, um, and and also doing it in ways that are more creative. Um, as I said, you know, education, entertainment, edutainment, um, you know, not your typical your typical route. And also, I think people get their information in a number of different places. Um, you know, my daughter who was twenty five. Uh, she had a head to toe done. And I said, well, what triggered you to get a head to toe? I mean, you're only 25, you know, you're looking for 
you know, any lesions? And, and she said, well, I was on TikTok and I saw um, a woman had melanoma and it was discovered with a head to toe. And so I couldn't convince her to go to a doctor, a dermatologist, but a TikToker did, right? And we know this, right? So I think you really need to think about each audience and how to reach them. So maybe TikTok and Snapchat are a way to reach the younger generation, right? But but then, you know, my mom who's 86 is on Facebook every day. You know, Facebook maybe 10 years ago was not for the 86 year old. So I think everything is kind of evolving. And you just, I think as the audiences evolve and mature in terms of where they're getting their information, we as communicators really need to think about how to deliver that information in ways that reflect how they consume it. And it's become pretty um, dispersed over all these audiences. And that's just going to get, that's going to continue. <laughs> it's just going to get more complex. <laughs> it is. I, I it agree. Is. It's going to well, be more complex. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that you spoke with us. I appreciate like your scientific knowledge married with your creativity, which is not a, uh, an easy thing to master on both levels. So um, thank yeah, you no, of course. for your insight with us. And good thank luck. you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And um, I'm uh, excited for, for our next chapter at Moderna. Sounds good. You've been listening to the Provoke podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.